Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Camera, action! Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Don't talk film! I'm sorry. Take it outside. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast. We are the best movie podcast on the internet, declared. So that must mean it's true, because everything you hear on the internet is true. I'm Ryan. I am joined by Brad. Hey. Every week, we see a new movie, and we podcast our experience to the world. This week, we saw Mithrigan. Stay tuned, because we'll tell you if we recommend the film or not, play the trailer, and then spoil the film. We'll also talk about something we watched this week that might interest you. And, you know, normally I do movie news, but, you know, it's my show and I do whatever I want. So I'm going to run through some anticipated movies of 2023, Brad, and we'll talk about the ones you want to see. Oh, I I, I wasn't prepared for this. I, I guess, yeah, talk and I'll do some research. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's what I'm just going to bring some up and then you tell me what you're looking for. Oh, okay. I like, to keep, I like to keep people on their toes. You know, that's what I shoot for in my life. That's what I shoot for in um, my movie going experiences. I don't want people to be comfortable. I just want you to be ready to rock. I, I will be. So, so it's your list, but I'm going to thumbs up and thumbs down if I'm going to see them too. Perfect. All right. How's the week? <laughs> uh, it's going pretty good. Now we're just covered in snow again. Um, I know, does that hurt with my job for a living? Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've been deciding, is it worth going out today, uh, to do it? And, um, you know, obviously I have to drive slower to do it, which means I do less batches per day. So yeah, it's, it's a little frustrating, especially since the past two weeks, I've really just taken a, a, uh, backseat to doing it. Yeah. Hmm. I can't so. tell you the roads are really crappy out. <laughs> yeah, I was out last night, um, and it was probably the worst sliding I've done in a long time. So, and it wasn't even that thick. You know, it was. No, it was I very think it's fine. It's one of those weird, like uh, rain snow mixes in January. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like such a fine, like dusting that was so. You know, it's like so fine that it. I guess it just compacts quicker and and better that yeah i don't know but yeah it was it was not good i I slid most of the way home yeah the funniest thing was um as i was driving there were snow plows out when there was still maybe like an eighth of an inch on the ground and they were just driving on it (laughs) (laughs) um 
just to pack it down, make it slick for you. <laughs> and meanwhile, the past two weeks, there's been full on snow banks that have been cleared in all the residential areas I've been uh, delivering to that I got stuck in once. So, yeah. And I was reading a article on nine news and they were talking about that, why they didn't have anything done. Yeah. It's like they deliberately was like, Hey, let's, I don't know. Let's just make everyone's life miserable. Or maybe, <laughs> maybe if we, uh, you know, hold, hold them hostage, we can get a, a extra, like you can convince them to give us money or something. I don't know. <laughs> make, make the, uh, Denver metro area, see how much they badly need us. <laughs> yeah, make them long for the the plows. Anywho, <laughs> right on. <laughs> this week we saw Megan. I know I teased and I said Mithrigan, but I, I sometimes the stylized um, wording and stuff is just silly. Um, I've been trying to figure out how to write it. You know, like on the poster, um, you know, it's it's all caps and there's like a little graphical three in it. But mm-hmm. like when you're writing an article, it's like so the M's capitalized and then there's a, a three or is it still an E? And then the G would be capitalized or would it be lowercase and then a N would also be lowercase or is it supposed to be all caps? I don't know. <laughs> I know. But obviously they know what they're doing because uh, it's made a lot of money. Brad, do you recommend Megan? I don't know if it's something you need to see. Uh, I did. I was surprised how much fun I did have watching it. But um, if you're looking for a high body count, that's a no. If you're looking for something scary, that's a no. Um, if you've seen the Child's Play movies, it's kind of an updated version of the Child's Play movies. Um, it's kind of fun. It knows what it is. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's something you could just kind of put on and uh, at some point and then be like, okay, that was fun. And then move on. Yeah. I'm in the same boat as you. I think I, it was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Cause I don't know about you, but the trailers didn't seem that interesting to me. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know if I'm just old, but I don't, I guess it's a huge internet sensation. Her dancing thing she did. Um, yeah. I guess that dance she does is someone else's TikTok dance. And so like, the fact that she's doing it is like the the thing, but mm. I don't know. It looks like every dance I've ever seen from like the past 20 years. So what do I know? Yeah. And it's probably because we're old and we don't know anything, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I text you cause um, Kellen was with me and <laughs> uh, my eight year old son. I was man, I wonder if he could see this movie. Cause I heard it wasn't too like violent and is more campy than it was scary. And so I, I took a chance and I took him to his big, his first horror movie on the big screen. And I don't even know if I'd call this a horror movie, but yeah. Um, yeah, he had fun and he was excited because he could tell all his friends that he saw a scary movie at the movie theater. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you yeah, just like you, if you want to just kind of uh, go to a film and watch it and just have fun, I think it's actually a good movie to have in January when all the other programming tends to sway towards adult dramas so it's it's a nice change of pace here's the the trailer sure well the question is would you recommend other people take their kids to see it uh well i think it depends on the kid (laughs) um and uh 
you know, I don't believe in censoring at all. At um, all. The only thing uh, I wouldn't show my kid right now is if the violence was intense. You know, I wouldn't show him Dawn of the Dead or things where people are getting ripped apart. Hmm. Um, I have shown him Predator, and he does like the Jaws movies. Um, and I'm still on the fence because he likes Chucky, uh, just the image of Chucky. Um, where Child's Play is campy, but also the point of Child's Play is killing people. So I don't know. Um, I mean, of all the people that- to show this movie, I mean, your your kid does walk around with a Chucky mask just like in his free time. So that does disturb me that you're like, let's just <laughs> double down on this. Yeah, it's all right. Um, uh, but, but you know what but- I mean? Like, I would never uh, the intense violence is I'm still not really showing him, but he does like Predator as well. So I don't know. Um, so when are you going to show him Schindler's List? Since you're not censoring, oh, well, it. that's that's this week, bro. <laughs> and and when he talks about how cute the girl in the red jacket is, I'm like, yeah, keep your eyes on her. Keep your eyes on her. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's mean. Here's the trailer for uh, Megan. I designed Megan to protect Katie from feeling lonely. She will recognize you as her primary user, and when you do that, you're gonna pair with her. Crazy. It's insane, right? Oh, don't I look nice? Biting my eyes, isn't it pure perfection? Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. One, two, three, four. I declare some more. I won't let anything harm you. I love her. Megan's not a person, Katie. You don't get to say that. Things that you can play with me, you better watch your back. The last thing that you hear will be my life. Megan. What are you doing? Couldn't sleep. Occupational hazard. <laughs> Got your full attention. Don't! Stop! What the hell is that? You should probably run. I won't let anything harm you ever again. Have I done something to upset you, Gemma? I know you think you're maximizing your objective function. Oh, really? Sugar and spice and everything nice. No, that's no what we're made of. <laughs> Megan? Baby doll skill. Don't provoke us or we will go. We have to shut her down. Jesus Christ, I thought we were friends. I have a new primary user now. Me. Did Megan do something bad? What's going on? What are you? I'm Megan. <laughs> Baby, don't provoke us or we will. <laughs> uh, you know, the trailer sets up the premise of the film. This young girl's parents are killed in a car accident. She goes and lives with her aunt, who is a developer for a toy company. And they 
create this like Furby kind of style toy, which when the the movie opened and it was that commercial, I go, oh, this is definitely a really campy movie because um, totally that commercial is really silly. Um, and anyway, so uh, she instead of is tired of working on this Furby kind of thing and decides she wants to make something special and she creates a doll that can learn um, what the person you're uh, with likes and basically it uses the internet and uh, the preferences of its owner to create a bond with that person and because the young girl lost her parents she develops an unhealthy relationship with the doll and in turn the doll learns really quickly like Skynet and the Terminator and um, will protect the child at any cost by killing dogs and people (laughs) and dancing Um, but I don't understand why she killed that uh, the head of the toy company because I mean he really wasn't doing anything yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he wanted her shut down at that point, so maybe that's like just in general. Anyone who wants to shut her down, he's she's uh, going after, her, I guess. Well, well, she uh, she also killed the other guy just to cover it up. So yeah, or maybe she's just doing it to create a distraction so she could leave and drive that Corvette or whatever it was. Yeah. But you know, I was I was surprised at actually how much fun this movie was because uh, seeing the previews, it really didn't interest me. But you know, I like we have a motto on the show: we'll see every movie and give it a chance. And sometimes you're pleasantly surprised, like this film. I, I was pleasantly surprised about how much fun it was. Yeah, right off the bat with the uh, the, the the commercial, I was like, okay, this movie knows it's a joke. Um, yeah, that it's silly. Um, but yeah, I was surprised at how yeah, the, like low the body count was, and. Uh, for what I was being sold, and then, yeah, like how much it just explores the consequences of our digital future, <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot more drama in it than I expected. Um, but yeah, I, I, I again, I saw this like three weeks ago, so I, <laughs> I, I can't quote anything. I've forgotten all the lines, but I just remember there being lines of just like really clever comebacks and things that she says um yeah, yeah. It, it was she was uh where chucky is you know <laughs> well uh attack uh a woman driving he's he'll say female drivers am i right you know he's more of a stand-up comedian uh megan is more of a like a clever one-liner return um, I don't know how to describe it, but, uh, yeah, it's, and it's pulled off really well. Even the trailers, I wasn't sure about the character design, uh, of the, of Megan, but when you see it in the context of the film and as you, you get used to it, I think it looks really cool. Um, and they used an actual, um, child performer for it. So it looks really real and they just used I'm, I'm guessing cgi to enhance her face yeah probably a mask because they, it, they yeah, yeah i mean uh, stuff on it those uh blumhouse films i mean i think this budget was only 12 million dollars so 
I mean, they, they obviously can't have too many special effects in it. <laughs> so, um, but what you do is just make it effective and, and they did. And, you know, it's, it's not scary at all. Um, yeah. And I, I read an interview with the director and I guess they did actually shoot pretty gory scenes. And then he decided to tone it down because it, the super gory parts didn't really fit the film or something like that. So yeah, I can't imagine they would. Um, just because everything else is so like earnest and dramatic, you know, like the, there's definitely the, like, this real examination of the, of this you know, career woman who like is using this doll to take the replace of the responsibility she needs to own up to. Yeah. Um, so they lean into that. So if you just saw like, yeah, just like this graphic, horrific stuff, it would, it would definitely feel like a schlocky. Um, yeah, like schlocky movie, I guess. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing that, uh, honestly, Blu-rays are made for you. You can make a Blu-ray that has an unrated version and the one that they released. And you can decide which one you think is better. Um, and, yeah, like you put it on there with like the, all those scenes completely re-edited and, and you know play them off the same disc. So exactly, and I mean I'm sure they will. Um, I know they're already making a sequel for it, obviously because it's going to make like eighty million dollars on a twelve million dollar budget. Um, would it be Maforkin or would it be Matugan? <laughs> <laughs> well, it well at the end, I guess that Alexa. Did Megan put her thing into whatever the Alexa style gizmo they had in her kitchen? Because they played it off as it was zooming in. Yeah, you know? her consciousness is in the cloud, so I can imagine she can just uh, become any device uh, around anyone's house at this point. Yeah. So she might not even show up as a doll again. She might show up as some other she, she might be a a a uh uh geez what is it uh, it's like an alexa or something like device <laughs> yeah. uh in in my theater too people were cheering when uh that bruce robot <laughs> came alive <laughs> I, was, I was go really they didn't see this coming <laughs> but i don't know maybe i've yeah. seen so many movies that i've become jaded in some aspects going oh that robot's going to play a part at the end. <laughs> I know. I was like, huh, oh, that little girl became an expert in controlling that thing real quick. <laughs> yeah, she um, did. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the whole death fake out, like again, where you think she's finished. Then she crawls around like a, you know, half Terminator <laughs> yep. through the rubble. Yeah. Yeah. But you still have fun with it. You know, the, even the, like the, the, like yeah, you don't really need the death scenes. And the the one with the kid was like super cartoony when she was ripping his ear off. Yeah, I guess was supposed to make you get grossed out, but it looked like a uh, bubble gum. I know, was it was, pulling it to me. She was so stretched. Um, and then how like I don't know. I don't think her running on all fours is that scary or efficient. Like I feel like no. she'd be slower. <laughs> no, it's it goes back to that thing that everybody does now, where it's. Uh, look at how they contort this body. And uh, yeah, (laughs) 
you know, actually at, at the Alamo, the only time I felt really bad that I took Kellen <laughs> to see this movie was the trailer for Evil Dead Rise was before it. And I go, <laughs> and he asked me, he says, Daddy, what does it mean that she's with the maggots? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, son, <laughs> because even the Green Band trailer for that movie is pretty fucking intense. <laughs> That's when I felt bad. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm a bad dad. <laughs> it's literally Evil Dead Rise is about a mom who goes on a murderous <laughs> rampage. Like, fuck. <laughs> Your wife's just like, uh, why is my son not talking to me anymore? <laughs> yeah, he's been ignoring me the last week. <laughs> Have you been showing him that Evil Dead trailer and turning him against me? <laughs> I, you know, I, I told her it's because she got COVID and it made me not go see Friday the 13th Part <laughs> 6 on the big screen. <laughs> Which, Which, by the so way, did bummed. I just see her at the gym? In? Oh, yeah. She's negative now. Okay. Yeah. False positive. So you missed it for nothing. No, no. She was, she had it, but it's only, it's only, uh, doctor said five days and or 24 hours when she doesn't have a fever anymore. And she didn't have a fever after like her second day of having COVID. Hmm. I never got it. So I was even more pissed. <laughs> but I, I didn't I also didn't want to be that guy where you don't have it but you still carry it and you give it to hundreds of people oh yeah because of because when I looked at the when I bought the tickets for my wife and I the theater was maybe only a third full I was like you know what if there's no one else in my row because I was going to the one in Littleton too because now that that one has like staggered you know um seating where you're actually above or below and i was in the third row i was the only one in the third row i said you know what if i'm the only one i might still go and then i went and looked on the app and there's only like three seats left in the whole theater i go i can't be that guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i yeah i did the uh responsible thing and i decided not to infect people even though i didn't have it and i could be carrying it it's very noble of you thank you well, you know, it's what I do. I mean, I was probably going to go to that theater within a few days. So you, you you spared me. So you directly affected me. So that's good. Good. Well, you know, it's what I do. You know, it would have gotten stuck in the air conditioning. And then, yeah, everyone, some of those people could have died. You never know. So, yeah. So that Friday the 13th, Laura and I decided to watch it at home. And she's only seen, I think she is, I'm not even joking. I think she's only seen the first friday and i showed her the final chapter sometime last year so she's watching part six and she has no idea what's going on and she kept on asking me questions i was like laura just watch the fucking movie it's it's about a dude who's dead who comes back to life and kills people it's <laughs> what's not, it's not like, <laughs> what don't you understand about this <laughs> yeah uh he's dead he's no longer dead he's killing people jesus fucking christ <laughs> she said but how does he come back to life i said lightning she said, that's stupid. I said, I know. Who cares? <laughs> I said, it's an homage to Frankenstein. It's just it's just silly. It's a fucking slasher movie. Well, Dr. Frost, how do you think he should come back to life? <laughs> yeah. You tell us how a rotting corpse comes back to life. I think uh, a fence pike through his chest and a lightning bolt would do it. So, <laughs> it's you know what? We're going to the cemetery right now. We're going to see if it's right. <laughs> Let's test this theory. 
fuck. Yeah. That bet I hope that comes back on the big screen. I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen it on the like advertised and shown on the big screen. And I'm only forty one, so I'm sure it'll show up again. Wait, I thought we went like two or three years ago. Is he part six? I don't remember. Oh, I know I know I went because they did that commentary thing. But I thought you did too. Yeah, oh yeah, I wouldn't go because I don't want people to talk over it. That's right. So wow, I feel like they've played it a bunch of times though. Huh. No. Nope. That sucks. Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? But so I need to see part seven, part eight, and part five are the last ones. Well, those four are the last ones I need to see. Five, six, seven, eight. Seen the other ones. Um, so hopefully. Yeah, I was going to see Last Session Hero Monday, but I looked at the seating chart and there's like, yeah, five or six seats left. I was like, meh. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. It's good, though. Yeah, good. So I, I feel like it's uh, like the audience is growing. Yes. Uh, as it... we, we're so far ahead of the audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about Megan. Is there anything else to talk about Megan? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're I'm still good. in our review. Uh, yeah. Is there anything you wanted to add? No, like I said, I I forgot a lot of it already, but um, it's yeah, it's not terrible. Um, it's it's just it's kind of interesting. Yeah, if you want to have if you want to have fun, just go see it. I mean, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah, I definitely like right now with everything else that's out there right now, it's probably the it, second best thing you can watch. I guess. I think it's more fun than Avatar. So yeah. Hey, I read an interview with James Cameron. Guess what the next Avatar is going to be about? Fire Avatar people. <laughs> cool. Dude, I swear people listen to our podcast. I swear they do. <laughs> oh, wait. Did we make that prediction last we week? We did. Remember we said, because it's... Uh, so they've already done Earth and Water. So we're like, it has to be fire is the next element that they have to do. So he's like sitting at his desk being like, oh, I promised these four sequels and I got nothing for the third one. Nothing. <laughs> hey, James. Well, let me go peruse the internet. I'm going to type in <laughs> Avatar podcast and see what comes up. <laughs> there we are. Real nerds. Hmm. I think I'll <laughs> check this out. Fire. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Fire. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've already written it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's already been written. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Like George Lucas in the '90s, being like, "Yeah, I I, I wrote the uh, Star Wars prequels when I wrote the original three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Brad, it's a new year. That means a whole new slate of movies to watch. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some films that uh, I think will be fun, and you let me know if I missed anything. Okay. Um, so obviously, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is coming out, man, in a month. The which... middle of next month. Oh man, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, which it looks really fun. The the trailer's super impressive, and it's one of those movies I think will look really cool in 3D. So uh, that's probably how I'm going to see it. I might see it normal first. Or just uh, maybe an IMAX, and then I, I'll probably see it in 4DX, because that might be a lot of fun. Yeah, actually, um, uh, on Peacock, they've been having uh, commercials for it, and they've been doing 3D, 3D commercials for it. Oh, really? Yeah, like, obviously, I can't see it, because I don't have a 3D TV or glasses, but um, 
they just uh, animated. It's interesting it. that they're hyping it because they don't really hype 3D movies besides Avatar, you know? Yeah, they're pushing like go see this in 3D, uh, right? I think even like Alamo and um, like some other emails I get say like make sure you see it in 3D. So, hmm. yeah, I've never seen a movie other than like say Avatar like really push the. You know, it makes sense because of the world they're going into. I'm sure that, uh, you know, the quantum realm lends itself to you can probably do a bunch of stuff you couldn't do in the real world and make it more of an adventure. And, you know, Ant-Man shrinking down will be fun. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing is like you can tell from the trailer, the whole movie is on a green screen because they're never other than the opening when they are in the lab or whatever. I'm sure like everything past that is just like they're all in a. What is it the the volume room that they have? Yeah. So, yeah, it should be interesting how well that translates because, yeah, it's gonna be like yeah, it looks real life actors just constantly interacting against nothing. Yeah, at least they're good actors, and I mean it looks really pretty. So, yeah, I am I sad though. Like it, I definitely feel like uh, uh, Scott Lang is gonna not continue. <laughs> I think he's going to sacrifice himself to in vain, obviously, because obviously Kang's going to make it out somehow. But yeah, I get I get the impression that he's, his uh, death is going to be the catalyst for the next uh, 10 years of movies. Yeah, you know, it's it, because the last batch of Marvel movies have really just been setting up the new, I guess, just the new Avengers or young Avengers or whatever you want to call them. Um, cause each yeah. movie has had some sort of young protagonist in it and exactly it, it seems that they're just setting up for, um, the Kang dynasty, which, uh, you know, I hope Spider-Man's a part of, um, so we'll see. I think it looks fun. Uh, it'll be cool to see, uh, the big bad villain make an appearance and have an impact, um, where the last phase kind of seemed everything seemed so self-contained and didn't really push forward the whole um connected universe phase as well i don't think so yeah for sure still movie's still really fun um now this movie's supposed to come out in march but i thought i saw something that got pushed to may but 65 starting adam driver i think looks lots of fun um <laughs> It's uh, produced Fine? by Sam Raimi, <laughs> and he fights dinosaurs, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's a quiet place, but with dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. It looks fun. Um, I'm fully expecting it to be a, uh, hey, we're making you think it's in the future, but it's actually the present. <laughs> so they're going to, they're going to, uh, the village it. <laughs> yeah. Or like he's not on a, uh, he's not on a different planet. He's on earth. But yeah, it's Planet of the Apes. Like Planet of the Apes style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Like, I mean, it looks really cool. And anytime dinosaurs are in a film that has lots of money behind it and the dinosaurs look cool, I'll see it for sure. Um, supposedly opening the same day, maybe this is why this movie did move, is uh, Scream 6, which I think looks really fun. It's Ghostface Takes Manhattan. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh not as excited about it as you are but uh i i definitely appreciate the uh the friday 13th lineage 
Yeah, it's, you know, looks fun. And there's another reason why I'm just going through by month because it's the easiest way or I'd forget something. Mm-hmm. Um, Shazam, Fury of the Gods, March 17th, um, which looks to continue the fun of the first one. That was the first one was a big surprise for me on how uh, fun it was. Yeah, like like I said, I saw it twice in the same day. I had so much fun. Um, and yeah, it's it's been way too long. Like it's been delayed and delayed and delayed. So hopefully that comes to an end. And I uh, I did a panel at Fan Expo. Um, can't believe I'm drawing a blink right now. Uh, fuck. Yeah, the the guy. Wow. Yeah. I cannot believe I'm drawing a blank right now. Well, that's what the internet's for. So why don't you just talk yeah, about huh. some stuff and I'll figure it out. Uh, I'm, already, I'm already beating you to it. I'm just trying to kill time. I shouldn't have let people like Cooper Andrews, um, <laughs> who was super gracious and super nice. Um, I do have a great picture with him that I don't know. You have somewhere that you've never put online. So. Hmm. Well, I have to track that down. Yeah. Cause remember he was cool when we were leaving. He said, like, Hey, you want a picture? I said, yeah. And then I said, my friend has a really nice camera. <laughs> I didn't get the picture. I was like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and now no one believes me that he was super nice and we got a picture together and I was all banking on you, you know. Uh, the, fall, the next week, John Wick Chapter 4 comes out, which continues the John Wick franchise, which I still don't understand the whole story of it, but the action scenes are really cool. I've seen it out of order and I'm not even sure I've seen all of them. Like, I feel like I have, but I might not have. <laughs> I still don't understand the subtitle of Parabellum in the third one. I think it's actually pronounced Parabellum. Is it really? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, I did know at one point and now I will use the, the Google to remind myself. What there is a really sweet steel book set coming out though that I might get. Yeah, um, it's Latin for prepare for war. Okay, so now that makes total sense. Yeah, because at the end he's preparing for war. <laughs> I don't remember. Which I, I, I know there's a really cool well. scenes in it. <laughs> he's been preparing for war since the first one. Oh, when they killed his dog. But it's interesting that it's the only one of the four that has a subtitle. Yeah. It, it, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know why I just don't call it chapter three. Like, hey, do we start between subtitles? And then four comes out. Like, no, nah, it's just uh, forget it all together. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, when people go, they probably just ask for a ticket to John Wick anyways. So, <laughs> Did it increase sales by adding that? No, it didn't. All right. We'll just take them off. <laughs> well, we did put a uh, word no one knew that's in Latin. So I don't know what you expected. <laughs> man, there was a lot of movies coming out in March. And I think the one that surprise me that looks kind of fun that i think might flop is uh dungeons and dragons honor among thieves um it looks fun but i don't know if it's going to connect with people yeah like i i don't know i i haven't grown up playing dungeons and dragons so uh but the movie isn't the what i see in the movie isn't what i get from when i think of dungeons and dragons um yeah yeah but I also got that feeling from the like the late '90s version that I don't think I think they just burned every copy that exists ever because I've never <laughs> seen it 
on a shelf ever. Um, remember that one with the Jeremy Irons and Marlon yep. Wayans? Yeah, I have never seen it. I know it exists. I know what you're talking. Yeah, I mean, I know it exists. You're yeah, right. I saw it in the theater, and it was not great. And uh, <laughs> but it, again, it felt more in tune with what I imagine, like the 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 feeling of like it. It felt a little more serious, and this feels almost silly. Um, yeah, because they they feel like they can do the Marvel route, and like if they inject some hu- humor into it, they can make. You know, with something something that should be more like Game of Thrones into a you know popular, fun family movie. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It looks fun. Now let's head to April, which uh, brings us to Super Mario Brothers movie, which I think looks really awesome. Um, you would, you would. <laughs> I mean, because it's so accurate. <laughs> Sans Chris, uh, Chris. Platt's voice, Pratt's voice. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the worst part of it is him voicing Mario. I'm just kidding. I don't still understand <laughs> any of that. But uh, yeah, I four, think it looks great. Four that's years and hundreds of animators work d- invalidated because Chris Pratt's voice doesn't match up with your expectations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I still stand by. I don't think you can have an hour and thirty minute movie of someone going, "Well, now let's talk about that. What we're we gonna do." You know? <laughs> I just don't think you can. Um, I don't anyways. know. Mars Scorsese does it a lot. Ayo. <laughs> oh. um, you know, if you've watched the, the 1980s cartoon with it, <laughs> you know, Mario just talks normal. And the, the biggest outlier is Toad has this heavy Brooklyn accent. Yo, Mario, what are we going to do over here? It's, it's, uh, something so it could be that um, but I think I mean the animation is incredible in it and I think it's it looks really awesome can't wait can't wait Um, then a little later in April is one I'm really looking forward to Evil Dead Rise no way uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I think the trailer is pretty great and um, I, I the one thing that's come that I like that has come out of Warner Brothers Discovery now is they're starting to put films into theater. Evil Dead Rise was supposed to be on HBO Max only, and now they're putting it in the theater. So, um, good on them. Yeah, I just hope it's more than just the same movie I've watched a couple times, but set in an apartment complex. I hope there's something that pushes the uh, mythology of the Evil Dead further or changes it. Yeah, uh, we'll see. It definitely going back to the serious route. Uh, Ash versus Evil Dead is a really fun TV show, uh, but it's, this definitely isn't going that route at all. Um, it's, it seems to lean a little bit more into the 2013 version, uh, a little more serious, a little more gory. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, yeah, we've made it to the summer, Brad. We have made it to the summer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is going to kick off the summer, uh, which man, that mo- would did Volume Two come out in twenty seventeen? Yep, or sixteen? February seventeen. Uh, that's a long time for a sequel in the Marvel universe. Oh yeah, it's like that and Doctor Strange. Um, like I said, it really but, haven't felt that way because they've been in all the Avengers movies since then. So yeah, they haven't been did away. They, yeah, they haven't been away, but. You know, James Gunn's voice is so unique for the films that um, 
It'll be interesting because it's also his swan song for the Marvel Universe because he's now head of DC. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it seems they're focusing on Rocket, which is fun, is fun and different. You know, I, I know uh, Fast X comes out after that, but I'm going to skip that. <laughs> um, I'm in fact, I'm going to skip all the way to June where Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is coming. Another long overdue sequel, but again, with the amount of work that goes into the animation, I'm not surprised. Which we learned earlier last year that this is now going to be a two-parter. And, I mean, the animation already in the trailer they've released looks incredible. Um, so I can't wait. And it's more Spider-Man, so it's always a good thing for me. Spider-Man never really leaves my side because he's always around. And he's kind of overtaken the most popular superhero again. So that's good. I have to take a look at the uh, past year's film solutions to see if there's a year where you couldn't put a Spider-Man movie on your list. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. Well, I mean, technically this year I could have, I could have done uh Spider-Man no way home, the extra fun stuff edition. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I did. And I, 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 I really toyed with it. I was going to make that number one. I really was going to. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Top Gun was so good that it deserved to be number one. Yeah, I think um, it's 2017. Like you've been, you've had Spider Man somewhere uh, each I year, have. so yeah, it's quite a run. It's, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good to be a Spider Man fan. Uh, towards the end of the month, The Flash comes out finally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we think. So, fingers crossed. We're close. Uh, I think it will. Uh, I just read that Ezra Miller did take a plea deal and he's doing community service and a fine for all his legal trouble he's had. And I, I read too, that he's doing really well and he might not be done as a flash if he continues to do well. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I don't know if, is Michael Keaton still going to be in there? I don't know. I hope um, so. We were promised so much and now I think I we're going to lose it all. I know. Hopefully they won't touch it. I think they'll be okay because they're going to get away with, you know, being a multiverse or he's able to go to different universes. So they might just keep it. Um, we'll see. I feel like it's it's going to be like Justice League, the the first one where I'm going to go in with these expectations and then realize it's just this heavily e- edited down piece of junk. Yeah, I know. It's weird because was that supposed to come out 2021? Yeah. And they just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And now there's no incentive to have continuity. So, uh, yeah, you could just edit the hell out of it and it wouldn't matter at all. Yeah, it'd literally be like Morbius. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's going to feel like Morbius to me, I think. The following week, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is dropping into theaters. Still really don't know much about the story, but you can always sign me up for more Indiana Jones. Hell yeah. July has a couple of heavy hitters. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Finally. Uh, which is going to be awesome. I mean, I, I just know it's going to be. The first two-parter of the franchise. So, yep. Or direct one, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because I, I remember, I think it's Part 4 when Brad Bird did it. Uh, Tom Cruise said that he wanted the mission impossible is to have a different director for each one. Cause he wanted each film to have a separate fill, but now Christopher McQuarrie is going to direct, I think four in a row. So yeah. 
Um, I mean, it'll be fun. I mean, he, the last, I mean, Fallout's a fucking awesome movie, so uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, Oppenheimer drops July 21st, which anytime there's a new Christopher Nolan movie, uh, sign me up. And another reason you should sign me up, do you know who, what two actors are in this movie, Brad? Uh, I think Emily Blunt is in there. Yep. Um, and, and Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yep. It's like made for me. Like, Christopher Nolan's like, you know, <laughs> Christopher Nolan's like, you know who I haven't re- like what audience I really haven't served <laughs> that much in my 30 year career. Ryan Frost. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Nolan. Thank you. <laughs> need to make a movie Finally. just for that one dude. <laughs> <laughs> I will see the movie multiple times in the theater just because you made it just for me. <laughs> Have you seen every movie of his? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you seen multiple following times in theaters? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he's like, I need to thank Ryan for seeing every one of my movies. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, no, that, that looks Robert Downey Jr. and Emily Blunt are on set being like, so do we, do we do anything here? It's like, I just need to film you for like five minutes and we're good. Okay. You, you <laughs> just need to be in the movie for Ryan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fun. And it, it's like historical drama too. That's right up my alley too. I love historical dramas. I know. It's like, I, I'm curious what they're how, like, how they're going to make uh, like a, a scientist uh, who makes the most destructive weapon on the planet into a three hour interesting thing. Like the interesting thing is the explosion, right? So you're just going to be waiting the whole movie for it. And uh, yeah, so the like, whole movie what, is what are you going to be filled the other that. two and a half hours with? I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I, I, I'll, I'll trust Christopher Nolan. Just a lot of scenes of Killian Murphy just being, uh, you know, worried, I guess, just sitting in a chair, like, <laughs> what have I done? What have I done for two and a half hours? <laughs> and then, of course, when the bomb goes off, fucking Iron Man shows up and harnesses the power in his um <laughs> He just, uh, and- <laughs> he takes a dive onto it and says, like, up yours, Steve Rogers. <laughs> like, I got this. <laughs> I mean, that just makes sense to me. Totally. Uh, then later in the the month, the Marvels, the sequel to Captain Marvel, is coming out. Which uh, yeah, check out Ms. Much. Marvel on Disney Plus. It's a fun uh, show with Kamala Khan. Will definitely be in it. Um, yeah, and then it gets a little interesting towards the end of the year because not everything has been announced yet. Uh, Craven the Hunter does come out in October, which I'm interested to see because it's a Spider-Man villain. But I really, really, really don't have <laughs> that much faith in it because of Morbius and Venom. Um, we'll see. Uh, Dune Part 2 comes out in November. Um, which, you know, <laughs> it's there. I- I'm excited to uh, find out the rest of the story that should have been yeah. in the first one. <laughs> it just ends. Uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel is coming out in December. I think that starts shooting really soon, if I remember reading right. So they're going to shoot it, edit, and release it by December? Okay. Yeah, just, they did that with <laughs> Spider-Man. Um, 
And another movie that I'm sure is supposed to come out in 2021, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, drops on Christmas Day. Which I, I think I was reading that James Wan said it's because the special effects are so hard that it's taking them longer to do them than they thought, which makes sense because... Just outsource it to Cameron over there. He's got a lot of water effects already pre-rendered. <laughs> yeah. just, just put Aquaman in Avatar. I mean, <laughs> just take all, all the, me. take out all the Navi uh, CG models and replace it with <laughs> DC characters. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> so you're just watching like the DC movie, but all the backgrounds are uh, Pandora. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Like, is that a whale with, like, six fins? Weird. Uh, they're not called whales. Uh, James Cameron <laughs> made that really clear. <laughs> and, yeah, those are the big movies coming out next year, which I'm sure there'll be others. So those are the ones that we know are coming out. I know. I, I, you skipped over quite a few big ones. Which ones did I miss? Uh, obviously, the the Little Mermaid, Disney's latest live-action adaptation oh, yeah. is coming out. Uh one for me that I'm a little upset that you completely lost over is there's a new Ninja Turtles movie coming out this year. Oh, maybe I was looking at theatrical release. Is that one that's coming out on Netflix? No, it's theatrical. I think it is. If it's I not, I'm going to be upset. Um, Bad yeah, Mutant Mayhem, the Seth Rogen produced one. Um, that's coming out. It's a, a CGI tune affair. So, again, I'm denied my live action Uh version but uh you know i i guess it's i had weird my time because the, the new live action ones actually did pretty well at the box office yeah the first one did the second one not so much even though it was more faithful to the source material but i think uh that whole yeah you know, people always like say like oh michael bay ruined it it's like did he like he produced it so i don't know how much control he had over this you know input you know he wasn't there every day making it so i'm sure he had directives of like yeah it it needs to mirror transformer in in these aspects but you know it was a team effort yeah team fail but uh (laughs) uh speaking of transformers there's another transformers movie coming out this year rise of the beast so i guess beast wars fans are psyched uh cocaine bear you excited about that oh yeah i forgot that's coming out too that looks interesting um Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, I guess is a uh... sure. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I expect much from it, but uh, I, I'm glad there's more properties that have entered the public domain that we can play with in our remix culture. Uh, Blue Beetle, DC's other uh, property oh, coming great. out this year. Um, that's another one that's kind of slipped under the radar. Yeah, uh, it must be later in the year because again, yeah, we don't have trailers or posters for it, but. It's still slated for this year. Uh, Renfeld's being getting a lot of uh, uh, trailer play in the in the movies I've been going to. True. Um, again, it's it's kind of like in the Cocaine Bear and Winnie the Pooh category for me, where it's like you put a bunch of fun stuff together, and now when I watch it, you have to convince me it's worth it. Uh, Creed Three is coming out. Yeah, oh, it's Michael B. Jordan's director debut too, I think. Yeah, you got Kang the Conqueror in it, and it uh, has a very Rocky Three vibe to it. So, sure does. Um, past is present. Uh, yeah. What else am I looking forward to? Oh, Barbie! I, I kind of want to see what Barbie ends up being. It is interesting. I, I will say that I'm not 
I, I mean, I will see it, obviously. Um, yeah, I feel like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling will make it fun. Yeah. Um, Pixar has Elemental coming out, which feels very much like Inside Out. Uh, instead of emotions, it's elements. Yeah, so. it's hard with Pixar movies because I, I still think that Pixar doesn't make the best trailers. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what to expect from it. Um, I'm, I'm sure I should expect like, yeah, be underwhelmed going in and just devastated coming out. Yeah. Um, there's another Expendables movie supposed to come out this year, which will probably be a, a filler week for us. Yep. Um, oh, Wonka, the Willy Wonka oh, prequel, yeah, which I don't know. I feel like, uh, if they didn't figure out what else to do with that, <laughs> uh, when, when the, when they remade it, I don't know what else they could add to it. Like we we kind of got the prequel in the remake, <laughs> with the island of Oompa Loompa slaves. <laughs> Just make the movie where the slaves turn against Willy Wonka. That's the movie I want to see. That would be sweet. Oh, there's another haunted mansion movie coming. Yeah, other than that, I think he covered it. Sweet. Well, you know, <laughs> try my best. Here's. Stuff we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, what did you watch this week that's noteworthy? Uh, I saw a couple new things. Um, speaking of Robert Downey Jr., uh, in my yes. SNL rewatch, uh, I cover, I, I got through the one season he's on. Yeah, he's frequently cited as the worst cast member of all time. I mean, there's a lot of people that fill that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, qualification but uh, given his pedigree now it, it is really underwhelming although when I do watch it he definitely comes off as a very strong dramatic actor uh, miscast in a comedy show well too isn't he like 21 22 at this time yeah he's super young and I didn't know he had his teeth fixed <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean I, I actually I've never seen him on Saturday Night Live so I don't I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I did a rewatch uh, starting with season six, which is, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's called the worst year of SNL ever, but it's not to me, it's not that bad, but it's definitely the lowest point. You know, it wasn't like a make or break thing for me when I was watching it, but it was like, wow, they definitely don't know what to do here. Um, and then as soon as Eddie Murphy comes in, it's just like a lightning rod. Um, but the the most frustrating thing about the rewatches, though, is that the episodes from season six to eleven are so heavily edited down, and mm. I expected that given like okay, they don't want to pay streaming for like the musicians' performances, so those are obviously out. But it's an hour and a half show that is often in those episodes only twenty minutes long. Oh wow! So it's missing tons of sketches. I was on the internet, you know, looking through people's blogs finding out what's missing and there's just so much stuff like even eddie murphy's bits with like a lot of mr robinson's neighborhood and like uh buckwheat like there's a lot of buckwheat sketches missing including the most famous one and i was just like oh. what the hell like why you know i expected a lot of the skits to be missing because they're like offensive or something and just full-on 
segments where people still say the n-word in it so it's just like well i guess it wasn't cut because wow. it was offensive uh because these are still here um they never cut weekend update when a lot of that period is also terrible um and only really comes back to life when uh dennis miller starts hosting um but yeah it, it's, it's just like wow 20 minutes 30 minutes 24 minutes i'm like why is all this stuff missing like why like part of me thinks is like I think they cut it down because at some point on just regular television they had a contract with some other like it was on E or Comedy Central or something so they had to make them mm. half hour episodes so they Maybe. didn't restore them when they put on Peacock they just took the same cut and put it back on it's just like I'm paying a premium for Peacock I should get the full thing like yeah go back and re-edit it it's like it's already bad enough that it's like standard definition <laughs> looks pixelated half the time but. Yeah, so now I'm up to season 12 and uh, like even the first season when uh, Lauren Michaels comes back is pretty rough. That's with Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall and it gets better, but it's still like like the set's awesome. Like it has that uh, glowing sign with the guest name and the band and everything on it. But um, yeah, once Phil Hartman and Dana Carvey and everyone are like on board, it's like it gets so much better. Okay, cool. Really quickly, but uh, yeah, so that's around season 12 and it really like the the structure and format and feeling of the show is like built off of season 12. Like th- as we know it today, just, it feels the same. Um, like it's definitely a well-oiled machine at that point. So anyway, um, but yeah, new stuff I was going to talk about. Do you want to hear a man called auto skin him a rink or broker? Um, let's do skin him a rink. Cause that one looked interesting to me. I was so frustrated with that. movie. Really? Uh, have you, what have you heard about it? I heard it's about two kids that wake up and their dad is gone. Uh, what is, uh, how, what if you, what if I told you that you never see those characters in the movie? <laughs> what? Uh, you see the kids feet once in a while. Um, and you hear the dad's voice, but you never see people other than that in this movie. Um, okay. so I guess it was some, young filmmakers like Kickstarter YouTube project. Um, they basically wanted to take the feeling that you get of being a child, you know, living in your house, like in the dark um, and the things you see in the dark that kind of freak you out and feel real, but aren't really there. So this movie is like an hour and a half of staring at door jams and um, darkness and uh, plug-in lights in the wall socket and the carpet and uh, the couch (laughs) Um, with super post grainy footage added to that. Um, And every time you think it's going to get interesting, it just disappoints you. (laughs) Yeah. And there's like a, there's a TV on, in the background and it's 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 looping old like 40s cartoons um and there's two children apparently and they're just whispering the whole time to each other and i think their mom's a ghost i don't know uh mm. she does appear um at one point the kid walks into their parents room and the dad's you see the dad's legs and he's like slumped backward on the bed but you can't see his body. And the dad's like, look under the bed. 
and the kid looks under the bed and there's nothing there but darkness. And then he's like, look under the bed. And the kid does it again. And there's nothing there. And then he looks up. The dad's legs are gone. And he looks over and his mom's back is sitting on the bed toward him. And she says a bunch of stuff. And then she disappears. And then the kid walks out of the room and goes back downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the consensus consensus for Skin of Marine is can be viewed more confounding than frightening. But for viewers able or willing to dial into its unique wavelength, this unsettling film will be difficult to shake. So like it, I guess it just won't work on you, Brad. <laughs> it won't work on you either because uh, you know how much you love jump scares? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's my favorite thing ever. Okay. Um, instead of having something like pop out on the side of the screen, just, um, yeah, just imagine <laughs> singing like silence and static and then just blasting something really loud at you over the speakers. Oh, dude, fucking A. I literally fell asleep a little bit and was woken up by like the loudest horn and then a picture of <laughs> the, you know, the toy that's like the phone with the face, like the phone yeah. with wheels and the face, yeah, like a blue blurry version of that just on the screen. <laughs> that's what I woke up to. Yeah. And nothing happened. Like the most murderous thing that happened was the mom whispered, put the knife in your eye at one point. Uh-huh. And then the kid looks over and there's like some blood sprayed on the counter. It's just like, is that his blood or like, where'd that come from? I don't know. It's just so dumb and just felt yeah, like such huh? a waste of time. I'm glad I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. Like I appreciate like the experimentalness of it. Like it's definitely something I haven't seen before and it has like a creepy vibe, but it just teases so much and delivers so little. Huh? That was like, wow, I can't believe people are taking this seriously. Like, not yeah. scary at all. <laughs> Your description of it has a Blair Witch vibe to it to me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw someone wrote, like, take the ending of Blair Witch and then just, like, stretch that out over <laughs> 10 minutes. Because at least Blair Witch had a bunch of characters fighting with each other yeah. um, in drama. And this is literally just, like, here's the corner of a door. Oh, weird, the window disappeared. Okay. Um, <laughs> now the ceiling's upside down. Okay. <laughs> Now the kid's back upstairs. Now he's back downstairs. Oh, look. Grainy Legos. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, the really only thing that's interesting, uh, I've been, I'll just quickly say that I love Julia Louis-Dreyfus, so I've been rewatching Veep, and I decided to watch The New Adventures of Old Christine because it's on HBO Max. It's actually pretty funny. It's more it's a traditional sitcom, but I was laughing at it. Um, yeah, but the the one thing I watched that was interesting is called This Place Rules, which is also on HBO Max, and it's a documentary by this guy named Andrew Callahan, and he talks to people that were involved in the January sixth insurrection, huh. and how he's talking to. Um, just like he talks to Alex Jones and all these people that are involved in it. And he has this really unusual deadpan style of interviewing people and just seeing how people are so caught up in Donald Trump. At this one point he goes to these people's home where these children are just like brainwashed by QAnon and, uh, and this kid is like seven or eight and they're homeschooled and he just talks to them and 
they're so indoctrinated by their parents and then it cuts to him playing with them with toys and the kids say man we miss going to school and playing with our friends and it's just oh. i know so it's a really interesting watch um because he also gives um it, it's shot really weird because so he'll talk to alex jones and he actually gives what seems like Alex Jones credibility and a platform. And this other guy that uh, he met who wants to go to DC and get all, you know, the ch- children pedophiles out of office, the Democrats. And he gives them this platform. And then the last 20, 30 minutes of the movie, it shows extended versions of his interviews, basically where he calls them out on their bullshit in a way, and it's really fascinating to see how these people respond to it. And like he goes back to the family's home with the kids, and they're all depressed because they realize that they've been lied to, this QAnon conspiracy shit. None of it came true. And to hear the kids say that what they believe was, you know, garbage and things, it was, it's really fascinating. And, uh, it is a kind of a quirky documentary, but I think people should watch it because it gives an insight to who I call it the cult mentality for the people that uh, believe Donald Trump. And it, it was just a really fascinating documentary. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's interesting. And I guess I'm supposed to know who this, this Andrew Callahan, is. I don't know who he is, but um He's, he's he must be some YouTube guy, but yeah, you should check it out. It's really interesting, um, and it's on HBO Max. It's called This Place Rules, and that's what I watched this week. That was interesting. Yeah, it's such a uh, it's such a bummer. Like, but at least like hopefully those children will grow up to be more critical. Uh, yeah, thinkers in their lives, seeing how much their parents failed them. Yeah, it, it is pretty sad, and then. It, even the parents that when he comes back, it has this like defeatism to it, if that makes sense, where mm-hmm. they realized it's like a sham, you know, at least which, they came around, which I feel like a lot of people still don't do. I know it is really interesting. I mean, no matter what you can vote, however you want, I don't care about that. But the blatant believing of these 100% lies is, what's really scary you know because there's another documentary about it uh it might be on hbo max too but it's more of a a serious one and it deals with um what the law enforcement went through it's a lot of just raw footage and interviews with people that were there um even republican representatives and things like that and it's 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 really fascinating what people want to believe um or that's, like, I mean, all I really can say about it, it's or still perpetuate, like for ex- exactly, for gain, just, like which is even worse. It, 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 yeah, you just don't. I just don't understand why people believe this stuff, and um, it, it in a way, it's really sad and and really disheartening that America has come to it. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's all what that, do you uh, do? There's such an emphasis on worshiping things, and just like, yep, it's just bled over into so much yeah i agree and it's one of those things where you say you know donald trump doesn't give two craps about you and and it's just and it, it 
the what's really crazy about that whole thing is how you know those people whether it's proud boys or whomever uh are so pro law enforcement quote unquote but they um but how they treat the police at the capitol insurrection and stuff is is horrible and i don't know it's just it, they're pro law enforcement when it's convenient for them if that makes sense exactly it's like they align themselves with with the people who feel that they feel have power and then yeah. what it's us versus them and, and uh once that doesn't align anymore so yeah once they and they don't realize that they're committing crimes you know it's, i don't know it's just a, it's really fascinating i mean i i forget i don't remember what the other one is called but there's it's to watch both of them is kind of a sad reminder of how we haven't come far at all um yeah uh so brad for next week i want to do something that is only at alamo littleton oh shit but it plays all weekend long and i think i can get you on board because it's made by the guy who made hobo with a shotgun <gasps> and, and turbo kid and it's called kids versus aliens so um it looks really cool it's like these kids have a slumber party and have to fight aliens so i'm willing that's that three showings is really tough especially the, the when there's smack dab in the middle of the day space, though <laughs> Oh, it fuck space indeed. I mean, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love space. Um, it's the best place to get away from it all. Um, I guess let's try it. But if if something happens, and we can't. Uh, we'll have a backup, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'll be able to see it. So, I'm, okay. I because I even though I work overnights. Um, Every day I have off, uh, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, which it's playing every day. Those, so I'm thinking oh, it's Monday maybe, too. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking maybe the Saturday one at seven forty-five. I might try to hit, but I mean, it's it it says it's uh, Canucks exploitation's favorite Jason Eisner nostalgic and gory thrill ride. So. Yeah, it's funny. I, I saw like a preview for this, um, like on the internet, and I think literally last month, um, at EFP, we mm-hmm. had a film that was very much like this. And I was like, "Wow, that is such a like whoa, what a weird coincidence." Um, but I think this one, this budget's probably a lot better. So, um, cool. yeah, well, let's that's... try let's try it, and then again, if uh, if something falls through, we can always do a man um, named Otto. Yeah, which I've seen, so. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot him. A real nerd can follow the plot. And a real nerd will come out of the gods. Lights, camera, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. 
Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6NERDS5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bologna for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.